Mabuhay! My name is Fred Doc Dossel with Mabuhay Credit Union, and it is my pleasure to welcome you all back to Mabuhay Community Corner. If you haven't visited Mabuhay Community Corner here in the past, this is a vlog and a podcast that aims to highlight and to honor our Mabuhay community. Here with me today is Tita Evelyn Andamo, the administrator of the Carson Adult Day Healthcare Center and one of our advisory council members here at Mabuhay Credit Union. Thank you so much for visiting with us today, Tita Evelyn. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, and uh, I appreciate the invitation as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, I definitely consider you to be one of my mentors uh, within the uh, the PhilAm uh, and, you know, just general community. Uh, if you don't mind, Tita, do you mind sharing a little bit of your story, uh, particularly as it relates with, you know, your background as a Filipino-American uh, community leader? Okay. Um, well, I actually began with uh, the Filipino-American community with the Chambers of Commerce, the South Bay, Los Angeles, um, South Bay, uh, Los Angeles uh, Chambers of Commerce. And we had been very uh, active starting uh, 2011. And from then on, we had grown tremendously. And now I have, um, I have the uh, UP Alumni Association. I'm the president for, for that group. And uh, in the past, I've really been very active with the Federation of Philippine Chambers of Commerce USA as their executive vice president and other um, organizations as well. Um, thank you so much for, you know, for everything that you provided to pave the way for the younger leaders. Uh, how, uh, you know, would you like to, to share with us how you got started with the adult day healthcare industry uh, and what ultimately led you to, to opening the Carson Adult Day Healthcare Center? Well, um, I am an occupational therapist by profession. I used to be the um, director of occupational therapy at Harbor UCLA Medical Center. And then I moved to um, UCI Medical Center when they offered the same position, but at the same time as an adjunct professor at the College of Medicine in the Department of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation. So I stayed there for almost 10 years. And after that, I decided to go into private practice. So I had a company that was providing uh, rehabilitation services, both as a consultant and also providing actual services in various um, facilities like in hospitals, uh, uh, nursing homes and outpatient programs. In 2004, I purchased the, an adult day healthcare center that was already existing in Carson. And from then on, I had been with it for uh, today until now. Yeah, your you know your center is down the street from us here uh, in the city of Carson. If you don't mind sharing, what does the Carson Adult Day Healthcare Center provide, and you know what are the uh, the age range uh, of your your patients or your clients? Uh, Carson Adult Day Healthcare Center is actually one of the about 300 centers all over California. Uh, what it is, is it's an outpatient rehab center. So it provides services to, actually we refer to them as participants, but they are patients ages 18 and up. The most important thing to remember is that they have multiple diagnoses. So they start say from two or more diagnoses. So they're very much uh, in need of rehabilitation services without which there would be 
two things that would happen to them. One is that they would have the revolving syndrome where they get in and out of hospitals, of hospitalization. And the other one is they would end up in nursing homes being institutionalized instead of having the ability to age at home. So what the Department of Aging, the, the state of California wanted to do was to prevent those two um, scenarios. So they have open centers like ours that would provide outpatient rehabilitation services for the mentally challenged as well as the physically challenged. So we provide a gamut of healthcare services. We have nurse, we have, first of all, we have, um, and a doctor who is our medical consultant. Then we have our staffings. We have a nurse, social worker, activity coordinators who are certified. We have therapy services, occupational therapy, physical therapy, and speech pathology. And we also have the social workers are there to ensure that our participants are able to make use of community resources and that their family and other relationships in terms of socialization are met. Our activity coordinator makes sure that they have both their mental stimulation and physical stimulation through activities. So that's really the, the bulk. And our nurse uh, daily, we check on their blood pressure, sugar. And we also have a dietitian who's a consultant and ensure that the food we provide is actually meeting their dietary needs. And we have food for breakfast and lunch every day. We have also, um, we also have, um, uh, transportation services that pick up the participants and bring them back home if the family members are not able to do that. That's awesome that, you know, that, that you provide a service which, well, A, obviously takes care of the participants' health care needs, but B, it also allows them to oper the opportunity to, you know, to, to still be in close contact with their families as well. Um, so, yeah. you know, that, that's... Um, that's actually something that I, you know, before before I met you, I never really thought about it, but it's it's an absolute necessity uh, for a lot of people. Uh, so thank you, thank you so much, uh, you know, again for for everything that you do. Now, this new norm that we're in right now, how has your center uh, been affected by the current, uh, you know, the COVID nineteen pandemic, and and how have you responded to the challenges? That's interesting. Uh, on March, when, when the governor decided to do a stay-at-home order, that was the 14th of, of March. So on the 16th, we closed up shop. Uh, we had to inform our participants that they have to stay at home to, to meet the stay-at-home order. In the first place, you have to know that our participants have underlying conditions that are really truly at risk. Uh, with the COVID infection, not only because of age, but because of the multi-diagnosis that they have. So um, when that happened, I made sure that, I know that they would be staying at home. So I made sure that I contacted them after sending them the letters, explaining to them what are the protective things that they have to do in order to prevent um, infection. I called all of them at home, sent emails, um, UPS mails, and ask them for some suggestions that they might 
one in terms of their particular needs. Uh, some of them were having difficulties, of course, with their blood pressure. So I requested our nurse to make sure that she was on call. And I did that. I would call the nurse whenever they would need uh, that kind of a service. I requested the social worker and all our consultants, our therapists, to make sure that if there's a need for that, as I called our participants, that in fact, their needs were being met. Uh, number two, we wanted to make sure that also our nurse would give them information, check up on them about COVID and potential infections. Well, lo and behold, I was doing that just because it was something that I felt was needed by our participants. And we started doing that in March. However, in mid of April, the Department of Aging decided that, wow, all these things that are being done are really needed by these participants. So they decided to have our centers, and not only mine, but all the other centers, to be um, centers without walls, mm. which meant that we now could provide services and be paid for them uh, in terms of doing electronic or telephonic rehabilitation services. So they asked all our centers, or those who were interested, to provide those kinds of services uh, to propose uh, what they call tasks, temporary alternative services to meet the rehabilitation needs of the participants. And we did. I, each one of us developed our own. And of course, I am very rehab-oriented. So I made sure that we continued exactly what we were providing at the center. And when I was calling them, guess what? Most of the participants were missing were actually the socialization aspect. Right. Mind you, a research of 10,000 people had shown that number one, um, number one factor in, um, in longevity and quality life is not really the diagnosis that they have, the exercises, the diet. They were on the list, but they were lower. Guess what was number one? Socialization. And that's exactly what the participants expressed to me. They were missing the bingo, the, the, the dancing, the, 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 the singing together, all the activities that they, we were doing that were together. So I immediately thought, well, my goodness, what I would need to do is to provide virtual socialization activities, right? So that was the first thing that we developed, um, a virtual, a virtual uh, socialization in terms of um, their zooms or what we used actually is room messengers and the messenger because it felt like that was the one that was most needed by them uh, and much simpler and we could actually monitor them because they're fewer numbers like seven so we would repeat the same thing the whole day with seven groups of seven of our participants and every Friday, we maintained our, our parties, which we call it parties, really. But they're singing and, and uh, some presentations or, or any, any event, for instance, like uh, if, if there's um, um, the July Independence Day, we would celebrate that on a Friday and we would do a room which allows a lot for people to attend. And I provided... We have tablets that we loaned out to participants who do not have the equipment to do that. So we, we did a lot of, and then of course, naturally our social worker call, called, she has group group sessions also for our, our groups at the center. We did messenger groups also for our social work. We have our nursing being able to, to um, um, check up on blood pressures. We have our, um, I assigned our 
uh, we have aides at the center who actually were assigned to do exercises and different activities. They were now referred to when I proposed the program to the state, they were called lead team members, LTMs. Each one of them are assigned so many patients and they're the ones responsible to make the calls and engage the patients with exercises, cooking session, um, arts and craft, different, different activities. So that's how we did our rehabilitation at home. And food was being delivered at the doorstep. So oh. still lunch and breakfast was being delivered for those who needed them. Right. You know? So I, I, I'm definitely impressed with the fact that you were able to, uh, to adapt uh, and at the same time still cater to the needs uh, of your participants. Um, and and I, I like the fact that you were a trailblazer in sort, you know, in a lot of ways within uh, your field. So kudos to you. Definitely. That's that's impressive. Uh, now, if, if someone out there uh, that might be interested, you know, how can they contact the Carson Adult Day Healthcare Center uh, if they have specific questions about their situations or perhaps if they want to apply to become a participant? Oh, that's easy. We have, um, they can call our number. It's still available. It's 310-522-3860. Um, and once they call, they would actually get me because all the calls, even if the center is closed, all the calls come to me and it's 24-7. So once we get the call, they would be uh, referred. It's the same. The system that we had at the center is the same still. Once a participant calls, then we are we would provide their doctor with um we call it a physical uh, and health assessment, and the doctor, their particular physician or their PCP, their primary care physician would fill it out, complete it, give it to us, and then we let their insurance company know. Medical is the one that funds it a hundred percent. Wow. So it's fully paid by Medi-Cal. If they have any medical insurance, they, they'd be fine. If they're only Medicare or private pay, they, they also come to us, but they, they pay on their own. Uh, the the Medi, Medi, Medicare, Medi-Cal, uh, Medi-Cal pays for it also 100%. So it's very well-funded. It's because the state would like to make sure that our participants don't end up in the hospitals over and over again, or that they end up in nursing homes. They'd, rather, they'd really rather have them aging at home. So the purpose of the centers that we have were actually um, established for that and developed by Medi-Cal, by the State Department of Aging. In fact, during the COVID period, a third goal was added to those two. The third goal is to prevent COVID infection. And so every day that our LTM calls the participant, there's a set of questionnaires. The four top ones are related to COVID, whether they've had anyone at home who's infected, whether they have any signs of them, whether they have somebody who had traveled, whether they had a family member who'd been ill. Those are questions that actually identified COVID, possibility of COVID. Plus our lectures were all provided in terms of how they can prevent COVID infection. We have our um, virtual groups on Mondays. We have guest speakers and we would be provided different kinds of lectures that are COVID related for prevention. Awesome. 
Well, there you have it, folks. Thank, thank you so much, Sita Evelyn. And we definitely appreciate you helping to enlighten our audience here uh, with regards to adult caregiving, geriatrics, as you know, as it relates to our Mabuhay community, uh, and in particular, how the Carson Adult Day Healthcare Center serves this Mabuhay community. Do you, do you have any parting words for our audience before we, we wrap up here? Yes, uh, the parting the parting word is that please take care of yourself, stay safe, and you have to remember that if you have gotten your vaccination, um, take care because you may still be a carrier and you can still pass it on to somebody else. So don't give up your mask. And the thing is, please do get your vaccinations done. It truly is going to help you and the community at large. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you again so much. Uh, if, if you haven't yet already done so, folks, uh, please do subscribe uh, to our channel, you know, to follow our show and to, to know about the rest of the, uh, the content that we put up here. In closing, allow me to share today's penny for your thoughts. Learn from the people that have walked the path before you. Respect them because someday and sooner than you could ever imagine, you are going to be in their shoes as well. Salamat, stay safe, and mabuhay. Mm-hmm.